This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome back, my gardening friends, to another Focal Point Friday episode. Let's spend just a few minutes together reviewing a snippet of information from a previous episode, highlighting a new topic, or quickly focusing on a current event in the food and agriculture world. Let's get down and dirty. So we've been chatting about mushrooms the past two weeks, and one thing we haven't touched on is what happens to that substrate once we're done growing out our mushrooms, or what's done with it from a commercial perspective once the really big mushroom farms are finished with theirs. Once the substrate has been all used up and the mushrooms have reached maturity, there aren't enough nutrients left to support another flush of fruiting bodies, and so that substrate has to be discarded in some way. This is now considered mushroom compost. Now, technically, in a large operation, mushroom compost is just whatever the substrate is. It's large bales of any combination of straw, manure, gypsum, corn cobs, cottonseed meal, cocoa hulls, um, hardwood dust, coffee grounds, any agricultural waste that can be mixed and blended and irrigated and then pasteurized before inoculating with the mushroom spawn to start the process. So the used mass of this uh, on this large scale is sometimes referred to in the industry as spent mushroom compost. But if you're buying mushroom compost in the garden center, then this is what you're buying. It's the spent compost. You're not buying composted mushrooms. You're buying the spent material that was used as the growing substrate. Now, usually this spent substrate has been pasteurized again before being bagged up and sold so that we don't have to worry about any extra fungi coming along for the ride. But if you're growing mushrooms at home or you're getting mushroom compost from a friend, there may be some biological life in there and that's okay. In fact, I think I'd rather have that life in there so long as it's not been contaminated in some way. The problem with commercial mushroom compost is that many of these farms operate outside and the substrate will have been exposed to weed seeds. So if it's not pasteurized again, that can be a problem for the end user. But in the case of homemade mushroom substrate, this isn't going to be an issue. So what are the benefits of using mushroom compost in our gardens? From what I've been able to find, the nutritional content is going to vary from substrate to substrate. This makes sense, right? If we realize how different they can be from one another based on the company that's producing it or the individual's choice of grain spawn. If we average the analysis that I've found, it looks like the nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium, the NPK, is going to be very similar to that of any other organic amendment or um, compost that we might use. Pretty low in immediately available nutrients, so around 1 to 3% on nitrogen, about 0.6 to 1.5% on potassium, and 1 to 2% on phosphorus. So pretty similar, honestly, to any other compost. The secondary nutrients and the micronutrients are all pretty well represented too, so it makes for a really well-rounded form of a nutrient supplement, even if the initial numbers are fairly low. 
really, though, we don't use compost for the starting nutrients. We use it to help condition our soil and give the microbiota in the soil something to feed on. And then they transfer those nutrients to our plants. So in terms of biomass and organic matter, mushroom compost ranks pretty high. The particles of the commercial stuff anyway are pretty consistently uniform. The pH averages around 6.6 unless it contains some chalk, in which case it's going to be a bit more alkaline. So that's something to watch for depending on your soil. And it holds moisture pretty well. It is a very porous structure. So adding it to your garden soil should improve water retention. And using mushroom compost in amounts that are no greater than 30% has been shown to actually increase yields. Any more than that, though, and they started to see a decrease in yield in many studies. So just don't overdo it when you use it. Of course, this is all the commercially available stuff. It's going to be different when you're using your own used substrate because what you're using as a grain or medium will be different. The level at which it's broken down will be different. So the best I can tell you is to use your own judgment based on the texture of the material when it's done. So if it crumbles apart pretty readily and the particles are less than one inch in diameter, you can likely use it directly in your garden beds. If not, you'll want to add the used substrate to your compost pile and let it age a little bit before being used. So how do we use it? Well, basically just like regular compost, the commercially available stuff in the bags will likely not be very bioactive, again, because it's been pasteurized a second time, but it should readily be inoculated with the existing microbes in your soil. So you should have no problems incorporating it directly into your garden beds. Again, stick to using less than 20 to 30% mushroom compost in your beds, or you're more likely to throw off the balance of the soil biome and the structure. So just like any other commercial compost, I'd recommend using it as a mulch and allowing it to slowly break down as the season goes on. The only thing you would want to probably avoid is using mushroom compost for acid-loving plants like blueberries, since it does tend to be on the alkaline side and that could affect the pH of your soil. Now, your homemade substrate will still be very bioactive with probably some leftover fungi in it if you don't pasteurize it again prior to using it in the garden. So feel free to mix it into the top four to six inches of your bed and just plant away. And don't be alarmed if you see some mushrooms pop up here and there too. Of course, we learned in this week's interviews that those mushrooms will actually benefit our garden plants by giving them a little extra boost of CO2. So using your spent mushroom substrate in your garden sounds like a win-win to me. Thanks for joining me on this Focal Point Friday. I'll be back again on Tuesday for another regular episode of the Just Grow Something podcast. So until next time, my gardening friends, keep on cultivating that dream garden and we'll talk again soon.